Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wise Woman Podcast. In this podcast, we have UA and Julie from Dateable Podcast. We talk about man funnels, dating advice, linear and non-linear relationships, case studies of diverse dating styles, the bathroom bail, and why it may be of highest good. Check it out. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Wise Women Podcast, featuring leading voices in 2019, supporting women to fully show up, connect to their feminine authenticity and truth. I am your host, Erin Rachel Doppel, bringing light to the marriage between Eastern practices and Western psychology, while encouraging you to show up for yourself and the world around you. May this be your time to shine. May you show up. I'm super pumped about today's guest. We have UA and Julie from Dateable Podcast, which is an incredible (laughs) podcast that opens up about candid conversations about modern day dating. Hi, friends. Hi. Hi. How are you? How did you start Dateable? Oh, boy. We started Dateable (laughs) because I moved to San Francisco three years ago and Julie had already been here for like eight years at that point or something. And I had never seen a dating scene like this before. And so Julie was like, why don't we just make a dating podcast out of it? And our first season was basically all of our friends who were guests telling us about their dating stories. And we realized there was an opportunity to open up a conversation about dating, not just give advice or to, you know, everybody like complains about dating or talk about how fatigued they are. But we wanted a platform where people can actually share their stories and crowdsource advice. And I think what was really interesting is we started with the San Francisco lens because we're from here um, and Mm -hmm. dating here. But what we've realized by doing, because we've been doing this now for three years and we've quickly realized that pretty much like people, no matter where they are, face the same challenges. It's a little nuanced depending on where your city is. Like there's different things that come up. Like we heard from a past guest in LA, for example, a lot of people don't date because it takes forever to get to a date Mm -hmm. because of traffic and such. And the quality of life is so amazing that sometimes they're like, why would I just drive for two hours when I can just like sit on like a rooftop bar and just like chill and hang out. Right. So they, vary and I'm sure Chicago has its own slew of challenges as well but I think the overarching things that we've seen really carry throughout all of modern day dating depending on wherever you are in major big cities Mm -hmm. I think dating today is such a fascinating conversation and it's amazing that you have a whole podcast focused on (laughs) what are some of the craziest stories that you've heard Oh, wow. Where to even start? (laughs) I guess, you know, after doing this show, your barometer of what's crazy has changed. Like you'll be like, actually, I didn't think that was crazy before. Now I think it's crazy or vice versa. So we touch up a lot upon kind of outliers or fetishes or, uh, you know, there there may be something that's just like out of the ordinary. So we talk a lot about non-traditional, non-monogamous relationships. And at the beginning of this, the, the first season, I think I would have said those were crazy stories. But now we've done so many of them. They're kind of like status quo. Yeah. And I think we've realized too that there's like not one way, run right way to date. Like when yeah. we first started this, I think our stories were a little more like basic. They were like the basic dilemmas that you face as a dater. And we've really expanded to like what 
is out there in all the different ways. So like we're uh, like one thing that comes to mind is we had a diaper fetish podcast, but at the same time, like that's what's like working for um, that guy. That's what turns him on. Like, that's amazing. I don't want to say that's like a crazy story, but I think mm-hmm. like if you're not like a custom and you're more in like this mindset of just like a traditional view that that could come off as a more unique story. And Aaron, we've also uh, touched upon just like non-traditional relationships. So we've had polyamorous marriages. We've had triad couple, or I guess they're not couples, or triad relationships. <laughs> uh, we also went to a sex party where we audio recorded it and we interviewed a lot of couples there. That could be a crazy one as well. <laughs> but from all of these crazy stories, everyone finds something very relatable and something very actionable that they can take away. Yeah, I think what's also like if we're talking about crazy stories, probably like more of a traditional dating story. We had one um, girl that went on a date and it was I think it was like her third date with this guy. And it was kind of on edge to go in the first place. But then when she showed up, they were kind of butting heads, like not getting along very well. And at one point she went uh, or he said that he needed to use the bathroom. Mm -hmm. and she was waiting for him to come back she was like eating her corn dog it was at like a um like food truck place and then like 10 minutes goes by 20 minutes goes by and she's like what the heck is going going on and she texts him and he's like sorry I actually had to leave like he just got up and bailed right in the middle of the date and never came back we lovingly call this the bathroom bail the bathroom bail. That's so interesting. <laughs> of all my clients, when they, so I encourage all my clients who are single to, to date. I, I think if a goal of yours is to get married and have children, guess what, honey? Like you got to get out there and you got to get going. You got to go on dates. Yeah. And whether that's online dating or really talking to somebody at a bar or at the grocery store. It is absolutely essential. I encourage all my clients to pray before they swipe, like really get grounded, (laughs) like get grounded on who you want, like what you're looking for, what you most desire. And then when I have my clients and they come to me and they say, Aaron, I went on the worst date. I tell them to bail, leave, leave. If it is not of highest good for your time, get out of there and say it lovingly. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because I think that's something that we've realized from doing this podcast. Like I mentioned, there's no one right way to date. A diaper fetish for one person might be a total turn right. off, where another person, it could be a turn on. Like you just don't ever know. So I think it's like what we've realized is like getting in touch with like what you actually want, what you actually need. And like the only thing you can control is your own mindset. That's kind of what we've learned is like just continuous Mm -hmm. like we may hear crazy dating stories that span the spectrum but that like persists in every single episode and Aaron for your clients who go on these crappy dates and they may feel fatigued or they may feel like they want to give up I think what why we're so passionate about dateable Mm -hmm. is because it shows that we're not alone in this so everybody feels like their kind of dating stories are so unique to them. Well, they're not. If it's happened to you, it's also happened to thousands and millions of other people. So it's kind of nice to know that, that you're not in this alone. I think that's actually a really good point too. Because one of the things that, because we're both, we're two women and I'm assuming a lot of the people that listen to the Wise Women podcast are also women. (laughs) One of the things that surprised me is how much men actually have the same struggles and think similar to women. Like I remember like, 
back in like the day when I was like heavily dating, like agonizing over text messages and like thinking about things. And I'm like, no guy ever thinks this much about dating. And they do. And we've realized that that is not the case whatsoever. So I think like us, like, I think the more people we've heard from and the different perspectives we've heard is like helped gain like empathy. So like, if someone's not responding to your text, it might have nothing to do with you. And it might not be that they don't like you or they're blowing you off or whatever it may be. Like there could just be something going on in their life at that moment. So it's like, it's kind of taught us to like, think about the other person and like what they could also be thinking. Mm -hmm. There's so many different things they could be thinking. <laughs> yeah, dating in 2019. What do you personally in your life? How is dating for you, or are you still dating? Yeah, I mean, I think right now, um, I would say actually attribute my situation to the podcast. I think like forever, I thought very like more traditional, like I must date and then we must be in a relationship. I guess not traditional, but linear. And we actually had a podcast episode where we had a couple that um, had long distance dated for quite some time. And it kind of like started off as something that wasn't necessarily like, we're going to be in a relationship, we're going to define all the rules from day one, it kind of just evolved over time. And they let it just like naturally unfold a bit more. So I was recently kind of in a situation where the guy I was dating had to go back to um, the UK because of a visa issue. And instead of deciding to end it, like we're kind of like, let's just stay in each other's lives. Like we know we enjoy each other's company. Like let's just see how this continues to unfold and get to know each other better. And I think like there's um, a point in my life that I might not have been necessarily as open to exploring something like that. So currently right now you're in a long distance relationship. Yes. I think for me, what's changed a lot in the last three years is in the beginning, I thought there were these set deal breakers. Mm. If he's not like this or does this or says this, it's over and I have to get out of it. And that's not how relationships operate. And I think right now I'm in a situation where I am in a relationship with someone who is divorced and we're trying to navigate through what that means emotionally and um, what that means for him and for me, him starting over and him and me trying to deal with this quote unquote baggage, but it's not necessarily a deal breaker. I think there are actually no, unless if, if it harms you, right. there aren't any actual deal breakers. If two people are willing to work through something together with healthy and loving communication, you can pretty much get through any of these deal breakers that you've set out for yourself before. Right. And I think that's actually a good point too, because it's like, I also thought that it's like, oh, well, if they aren't exactly on the same page as me at the exact yeah. same moment, or they don't think the exact same way, at the end of the day, it's two people's lives kind of coming together, whether that's a relationship or just one date, it doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily even matter. So it's like, just because you're thinking one way, they may not be thinking that way at all. And it doesn't mean that they don't like you, they don't care for you, all yeah. of that. Like, those are just the stories that we tell ourselves, like, obviously, if you're not being treated well, that's another story. But I think a lot of times, a lot of it's just open to conversation. And just like, I know, it sounds cliche, but like communication is everything, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. if you can just have the conversation, and someone can see where you're coming from, and is willing to work with you, and you're willing to work with them, that's kind of so much of it more than just like, they meet, they check every box, and they are exactly what I thought, right? Checklist. It's so interesting how every person that you meet has a different understanding of you. 
So the way your mom sees you versus the way your ex-boyfriend sees you or the way that your teacher in second grade sees you is different than the way the romantic partner you're currently dating sees you. And when you go Mm -hmm. into a first date, this was something that one of my clients, she has an incredible job in Chicago. She's one of my clients I see in person. Uh, She does deep work. She's brilliant and interesting and engaging and charismatic, really good energy to be around. And whenever she goes on a first date, she comes to me and says, Aaron, I don't understand. I'm authentically myself. Like I put my best foot forward and I I don't understand how the person I'm going out with on this first date doesn't see me how my boss sees me or my coworkers see me Mm. or like my siblings see me. And it's this idea that everyone around you has a different vision of you. I just had a weekend with my sorority sisters from undergrad and we all met up in Dallas and we were talking about all the people we knew in college and how we, we see them in the past. And, um, like one of, one of our friends from college is going into politics and the way that we see her is drastically different than, who she was when she was in college and how these visions of people change over time. That's such a good point because something we've also learned from our podcast is we also spend a lot of our time uh, in dating. We also spend a lot of our time trying to win someone over, Mm -hmm. trying to get them to see you the way that your boss sees you or Mm -hmm. your mom sees you. And if you feel like you have to force someone to see you and perceive you that way, you're with the wrong person. The right person will see you for who you are. But on the flip side of that is for someone to see us for who we truly are, we also have to be really vulnerable in how we present ourselves. Sometimes maybe because someone doesn't see you the way you want to be seen is because you're creating that barrier. You're not revealing yourself. You're not showing the layers of who you are. So it's twofold. But Perception is huge when it comes to dating. Yeah, we actually did an episode that was our season opener this year that, uh, or recently uh, for season eight, we're on our eighth season. um, And we had a guy that has been on hundreds of first dates that never seemed to go anywhere. So we did what was called an exit interview, like you would do at work where you would call, like you would meet with someone and understand why things didn't work out. So we called five of his past first dates to understand from their perspective why it didn't work out. And I don't want to reveal too much on it, but I will say like, it was so fascinating, like his perception versus theirs. Like it was totally different. And there were many instances where the women like were more than open to going on a second date with him. I think like four out of five were willing. And the fifth one was like on the edge. And he assumed that none of them wanted to go on a second date. So it was just like such a different of opinion, opinion. And I think it's always so interesting, like, what your perception is and then yeah. how others view things and, and perception of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Your self-esteem. Mm. How are you showing up for yourself and how are you presenting that in your first date? And that's the greatest thing. I mean, we, we all know the quote, but you got to first love yourself before you love others. And I actually, I have a podcast where we touch on some of these topics with Zoe a couple of weeks ago. She brought in some great advice. She said, you're never going to say the wrong thing to the right person. My mm-hmm. clients will come to me and they'll say on this first date, I brought up my student loans or on this first date, I talked about how I was vegetarian or on this first date, yeah. I talked about my trauma, getting bullied when, bullied when I was in middle school. And 
the person I was on a date with maybe didn't like that. And this response always is your highest soulmate, the person that maybe you marry and have kids with or move throughout life with, you're never going to say the wrong thing to them. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good point because that actually is why I thought of this um, kind of exit interview because he was the our guest was so fixated about what these women were thinking about him that he didn't even think if he actually liked them. Right. And like it was a more about like how do they feel about me? And I think like UA brought up a point like no one's thinking about you that much. Like just no. like enjoy your date, like live your life, be present with this person. Like you don't need to overthink every last thing you're saying to them. And ladies, I think with the media and the media portrayal of relationships, it's always the woman molding herself to the liking of the man. And we need to stop thinking in a way of like, how can I change myself? Did I say yeah. the wrong thing on this date? Should I have been more feminine? Should I have been more opinionated? No, you have to just be who you are and the right person will like who you are. We can't spend right. our lives trying to get other people to like us because it's never going to end well. Right. We've heard like actually advice too um, from dating um, app founders and people that work there that actually some of the most successful like case studies that they have are people that may not have got like tons of matches but were so authentic and like so like had something in their profile that someone could relate to mm -hmm. so while they didn't find like hundreds of potential suitors like the one or two that they went out with were like such a good fit for them so i think a lot of times we think it's a numbers game mm -hmm. and it really isn't at all absolutely and and on these dating apps it's definitely share an authentic picture of yourself and say that you're asking for something serious I'm looking for my soulmate. Be authentic. I'm, I am more niche. I would say a lot of my clients are more spiritual based. So for my one-on-one -on -one clients, and even this week alone, I have two clients coming to me straight for ceremony. And you know, my background's like proper clinical psychology and and I bring in a lot of living in India, living in the Middle East and these Eastern practices. So I have these women coming over and we're doing deep spiritual work and we're using all of our senses to really ground and connect to what do we most desire and what does it feel like to call in this highest romantic partner? And it's mm -hmm. so fun to just, you know, I see my Chicago clients in my apartment to be in my apartment and you know, play all the music, light all the incense, draw and color and connect and sing and ohm and bring in all the prayers and highest gratitude to sit in the feeling as if you already have this highest romantic partner. Mm. And if you are listening and you are interested in calling in your, your highest soulmate, sit in the feeling as if you already have it. See what it feels like to be in that mm. energy. And then you'll know yeah. when you're on a date, if this is the right energy you're trying to call in. It's a quick it's yeah. a quick life. Yeah. Hijack for sure. I love that because we talked about the checklist in the beginning. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people approach dating with a checklist. I'm looking for A, B, and C, but the checklist should really be a list of feelings you want to feel from that person. Right. How do I want to feel in the most loving, healthy relationship. And that's what you should be going after. Not someone yeah. who's six, five and has a finance job and whatever. <laughs> uh, six, five is a little tall. <laughs> <laughs> six feet and above. Yeah. <laughs> you can't win if you're six, five either. <laughs> and also who are you trying to please just yourself? Or are you trying to please your parents? I mean, this is right. Yeah. Mm. You're trying to date just Jewish. You're trying to date just Catholic. Oh, you're God. trying to date just gingers. I mean, it's really, 
That is something. Yeah. That's something that we've actually seen come up a lot is like a lot of our dating beliefs are Mm -hmm. actually things that we've learned from our own past. Mm -hmm. And we actually had a couple that are now lesbians together. And both of them were always taught, like, you must find a man and like get married. And they're like, this isn't working for us. Like what's wrong? What's wrong with me? And eventually they're like, there's something wrong with me. I'm just not like, this isn't the only mold. And I think like, especially like with the change of our generation, like from our parents, like sometimes it's really easy to be like, well, like this is what I kind of know that I like and all of this, but it's like, we've kind of been like, why, like, why do you like that? Like Mm -hmm. challenge that a little more. Like, is it because you really do genuinely like that? Or has someone told you that or has society told you that? Right. So what about you both? What do you like? I like them all. (laughs) Um, I think like someone that is just like a kind soul. Like I know that sounds like general, but I think like someone's super authentic, like the guy I'm with now, like he can't lie to anyone. And I love Mm. that. Like, cause I know like he just like literally doesn't have a bone in his body that can tell a lie. And I like think like that is obviously a huge character trait. Um, I think just someone that you can like generally like get lost in their presence. Like you're not checking your phone all the time. You don't know what time it is. Like you can just kind of just talk for hours about anything and everything. Um, That's what I look for. I look for someone who's just been through it, who's been (laughs) through some really tough life milestones, who's been through the trenches, all in the name of love. And I think that person is the one who has done a lot of personal development. That's a person who has a lot of self-awareness and who's willing to work with a partner on getting to an end goal together. And that person also brings in a lot of baggage and that is okay with me. And I think at the end of the day too, it's like, we always have this debate, like, is it timing or is it the person Mm. and all of that? Like, like, I think there needs to be an element that both parties are ready or at least at the same level. Like, again, there's not one right relationship like what works for two people might not work for another two people so if you talk once a week that could work as long as both of Mm -hmm. you are on the same page or maybe it's like you are so ingrained in your life each other's lives and you're taught like everything you do is in lockstep like whatever that may be I think like you just need to find someone that's on the same page with you Absolutely. I always think my mom always told me that she envisioned me with like a big man. (laughs) I always thought it was so, it was so interesting because I, you know, I, I, I didn't, you know, I dated some, you know, taller men in my life. And then, you know, I moved to India and the men there aren't that tall. (laughs) And it's so funny. My fiance right now, he's very tall and he's broad and he's hairy and you could just like dive into it and it's so comfortable. (laughs) And I wonder if that was something I learned from my mom, like, because. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I I totally see that with my clients. I totally see that with myself. Like you hold the vision that I think your lineage teaches you. So a big hairy man. And that's what I got myself. (laughs) I mean, I think there's definitely truth to that. Cause like, I think for years, like I had a vision of like who that person was. And I don't think I actually have a a physical type that's like, that carries over to every single last person, but there are traits of it. And that definitely came from my upbringing. So I think in general, I'm trying to just be a little more open Mm. about like what I find attractive, whether it's like someone I date or not. And like, again, where's that coming from? Like, is that really how it is or how I feel? Or is that because I've been told to feel that way? Mm. 
And we could even go even a step further of talking the strength of dating somebody different. I do a lot of work yeah. in, in the Middle East. So I even had a friend who he was Palestinian and he lived in the West Bank or Palestine. And he was dating an Israeli girl who lives in Jerusalem. And mm. he's like, our love is literally forbidden. Yet our family has met each other. And because we are together and in love and we're trying to figure it out. Now our families know an Israeli who wants peace or her family knows Palestinians who want peace. And mm. that's the power of, of this conversation of dating and romance and highest love. Totally. Well, love is unexplainable. We have feelings for people that we can not explain. There is no formula for it. If there was a formula for it, one of these <laughs> dating apps would have been like a billion dollar company by now. But yeah. that's the beauty of love too. It's so unpredictable. And that's why when you were saying, Aaron, get your clients out there dating, that's when you find out what you like, what you gravitate towards, and you only know what you know. So right. only through dating do you find out the unknown and right. then you get accustomed to, oh, I kind of like this. Yeah. And I think like the pushing you to go a little further, like date that person that you typically would have written off. And again, like you said, if you went on a date and it just wasn't feeling well, like don't continue. That's not really a good use of time for you or the person, but you may be pleasantly surprised too. And like, you may be like not necessarily omitting people for no reason. Mm -hmm. And I think also honor the seasons. Like I just got a text message from my friend. Do I go on the state or do I go to the gym? You know, and like like these these simple things. Like, do I go on the state or do I take a nap? Like, am I practicing yeah. self care? Do I show up? And if it's winter time and it's cold, go <laughs> home, chill out, watch Netflix, be gentle. If it's summertime, get out there. Like this is when the people get out into the world. You naturally have higher energy. See yep. who's breathing around you and converse. I actually think that's a really good point because we have a lot of people that come to us and they're like very frustrated by dating apps and dating in general. And a lot of times our advice to them is like, take a break. Like yeah. if you show up and your energy is negative and you are like, like no, don't want to be there, like that's going to come off to someone. So it's kind of like a waste of both of your time. Yeah. We actually had this one guy that was so down on dating. Like I, like, literally was like about to give up. And then like we talked, he took a break. We talked to him probably like, I don't know, like six months later. And he is like in a super committed relationship now um, was moving in with his girlfriend. Yeah. Maybe it was longer than six months, but it was a decent amount of time that he did take that time for himself and then got rejuvenated and re-energized and then was able to meet that person. I think you just have to look at dating as a, as a dynamic form. So you're, you either are dating someone like another human or you're dating yourself. So when you take a break from dating other humans, you're dating yourself. You don't yeah. ever stop dating. You're still taking yourself out on nice dates. You're exercising self-care. You're complimenting yourself, making yourself feel good. And that's when dating becomes very enjoyable because yeah. it no longer is about being fatigued and dating it because you're dating all the time. Yeah. And I think that's also interesting. We've had a lot of different like approaches to dating on the show. Like we've had one guest that was a dating expert talk about how you need to fill your man funnel. Oh yeah. And you needed to have like tons of guys in rotation at all times in case one drops out and you're trying to find your husband, all that. And how linear dating is detrimental because you waste time. And I personally, I was like, oh, I love that idea. And then I tried it and I was like, 
I am not cut out for this at all. Like, I just think like for me, I felt like too guilty and like unauthentic with it. So it's like one of those things, like, I think you need to know yourself. Like, I think it's really great to hear how various people approach dating and then be open to testing, but then also like do what works and is what's authentic for you. That is amazing, Man Funnel. That is hysterical. (laughs) It's one of our most popular episodes. (laughs) Wow. Oh, wow. You'll send it to me. I'll add it in the footnotes for everyone to listen to. I think that's absolutely incredible. I I think I encourage the man funnel. I think I yeah. do. Yeah. I mean, my best friend, like the absolute light of my life, like my my soul sister, she she's she's dating right now. And I say to her, you know, go on a date Tuesday and then maybe grab a dessert with somebody else also on Tuesday. And then like, if you're free Thursday, like see what's going on. She's Mm -hmm. like, Aaron, I cannot even hold one guy. Like I can't even (laughs) process one guy. Like how can I process three guys in one week? And I was like, you're right. Like be gentle, be still, but build that man funnel. How brilliant. I love that. I mean, I think again, it all comes down to you and your personality, but I think being open to it, like maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised that something will or won't work for you. But mm-hmm. that's the only way to find out. Fabulous. Thank you both so much. And for our, our last question, and I'm putting you on the spot. If you had all the ears of the women in the world, what wisdom would you want to share with them? Oh, wow. This is this so, so much. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think the wisdom I want to share, and this is something we've experienced when we are in uh, situations where it's all women and we're talking about dating, is that we tend to man bash because one, it's how we see it in media. And two, it's just that one thing we go to automatically. Oh, men suck. There are no good men out there. They're all taken or gay. We say the same things over and over again. And I would just say to everyone who's feeling that way, next time you hear your girlfriend saying that, just push back a little bit and say, actually, there are great men out there. We see examples around us all the time. They're also trying to figure it out too. Actually, men have it very complicated right now in today's um, environment. They are so confused about how to approach dating. How about we approach it from a more loving way, right? Like we should instead of bashing them, we should bring them into the conversation. Instead of isolating them, we be more inclusive. I'm going to take this question from a totally different way, but I think that's good. Even better. So maybe more like a person, I totally a hundred percent agree with everything you just said. I think that is huge. And especially like while people are dating, like to remember, um, like they're going through it too. What they're doing may not be intentional. It's just like, everyone's trying to figure shit out basically. Mm -hmm. But I think the other side of it too, is like for women, like dating can, I mean, I think finding love is like probably the best thing that happens. It's my personal opinion. And it's not the only good thing in life, but I think it's like one of those very magical, like the, one of the best things, Um, but it's hard. And it's like, you have to go through a lot of shit to find it a lot of times. And I think like a lot of, like there's times um, that I've been here too. It's like when things don't work out, like you tend to get really down and like think that this is like the end of the world because you kind of got a glimpse of what that may be. Uh, But I think like just having trust in the process and like Mm. having faith that like things are going to work out the way they're meant to be, like the faith in the higher universe or however you want to spin it, like 
Um, and I think just looking at everything from like a growth mindset, I know that can be really tough, like especially if you're in the thick of things like not going your way. But like, I think I'd encourage like everyone, whether it's like getting over a major heartbreak or like just going on a date that didn't go anywhere. Like what is like the things that I've learned from this? Like what mm -hmm. am I going to take to the next person? What can I like know about myself or change about myself, whatever that may be. And like just using this as like your own journey. I think like we've realized that everyone on our podcast has gone through their own journey, including ourselves. And that's what makes like you, you, and that gets you like to kind of that end um, love that hopefully you'll find. Yes. Beautiful. UA, Julie, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Erin. Thank this is great. Everyone, please comment below. What has dating shown you about yourself? What in this podcast served you? As always with podcasts, we need high ratings, subscribers, and comments to receive good standing and to continue sharing wise words with the women around the globe. So please comment, subscribe, rate us. We love hearing from you. Big love and looking forward to chatting next week. Have a good one. <laughs>